0: And you're listening to the About Last Night podcast, you slippery little son of a bitch.
1: Mm -hmm. About Last Night.
0: great. Looks great. Feels great.
1: (laughs) Boy, you can tell this guy's worked in Hollywood before. (laughs) (laughs) Looks great.
0: Your hair hair does look stellar,
1: Pete. I gotta be honest. You're my uh, third friend. Um, What if they were all Pete's? No, you're my third friend (laughs) that is growing his hair out during the pandemic. Do you say during the pandemic, during quarantine or during COVID, first of all?
0: I I like we I'm not just uh mirroring you. I do say during the pandemic.
1: Right. So yeah. during the uh during the P do you uh <laughs> do you feel like it's the time to uh to kind of, you know, let things go because what do you what are you keeping it clean for? And to piggyback yeah. on that, you're letting the hair grow and I dig it and you're my third friend that's doing that. And it's a great look, so I don't know what you're gonna I do. I appreciate
0: I yeah. appreciate I I I this is so boring, so I'll keep it real <laughs> real quick. One of my things that I've that I've whenever my hair got real long, the number one reason I got a haircut was because I don't have sideburns. I get just like this hair, but long. Yeah. I'm not trying to be disrespectful, sort of like a Hasid. Like yes. you know what I'm saying? That's what yes. they would curl. Yes. So it's just like the side hair, okay. Right. So it's not actually a sideburn. It's just like long, and it's yeah. sort of off, like bad, <laughs> bad vinyl siding. It's like coming off the house. So I just have this like kind of curving. By the way, does that make you? Does that make you? What an I th- wish was a sideburn.
1: Yeah, does it make you an authentic hebe if just your sideburns want to be Jewish?
0: <laughs> like what is that? First you of all, can't I can't find know it. We're allowed to say. And is it anti-Semitic hebe? if I you was- shave it? Yes, I think it would. No, because, because no. from what I understand about uh, our chosen friends, um, they don't really, they're not really interested in me. They don't want me. Oh, you know really? What I mean? so, there's been well, a meeting? I mean, there, there's been attempts. I had a—my a, landlord in, in Brooklyn was a rabbi. and Oh, God, temple, is this
1: a start to a five-minute bit? <laughs>
0: He was, his temple was right up the street and I always used to drop hints that I would love to be invited to go to his temple. I love that. Uh, Like that I've studied in the Holy Land and I would literally try to shoot the shit about the Old Testament with him, or as he calls it, the whole story. That's a bit. (laughs) Um, And he, (coughs) so this is what human beings do. I'm basing a few times that my Jewish friends have not been interested in converting me and saying they're not interested. I'm sure some, maybe more liberal Jewish sex would would want me to curl my yeah. cues and, and get in the queue uh, called the Jew queue. <laughs> so the, oh the, the Jew, my the Jew cue. god! The original title for Hollywood <laughs> <Yeah>. Squares. <laughs> <laughs> That was the juke cube. That was the juke cube. It was the oh goddamn
1: it! You professional comic with multiple specials. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I was the me in my my own pop. Oh, none
0: of, none of us are any of those things. Now we're just a bunch of heads eating over the sink. That's what we are now. All of those credits have been revealed to be what they truly are, which is nothing. It's just the past. Oh. It doesn't exist. It's not real. So we're just we're all equal now, and then we can, I, can enjoy that.
1: I, dude, I. uh I wanted to, uh, after we had some, some fun text exchange a few weeks ago, I was like, you know what, man? Like, i, I, I miss missing your face around the clubs. And every time we've podcasted, yeah. yours, uh, ALN, uh, you made it weird, which, by the way, one of the best podcasts on the planet. Your, yeah. your, um, your chat with Sandler, I was telling you, was like, I, I don't even, it like, I put, it, I put it up there with Marin's Obama which sounds like a sex term that you pay a little person to do to you in
0: Vegas. (laughs) (laughs) He gave me Marin's Obama. It was like seven minutes of sort of what was going on in his life. But when the (laughs) commander in chief showed up, I came so hard. <laughs>
1: <laughs> Let's just say that's an STD I'm willing to pay for. We'll be right back. Um, no, but he, the interview was so – you asked all the questions. Sandler, to me, is up there with Jim Carrey, Robin Williams, Farley, Belushi, in this, yeah. like, uh, Eddie Murphy, Chappelle. It, these guys that just have influenced me so hard and just are so – Especially with Sandler, and you've gotten to now do this where you get to be in a position where you're running a show, talk show, um, a scripted series where you get to employ friends and you're kind of at the helm creatively. And that to me is the fucking dream. And you yeah. do it and have done it and are doing it and uh, will continue to do it. And Sandler to me is like the guy that kind of just really got to do it first well and has kept it going. And is yeah. and there's a reason for that. Where and you broke it down with him, and you asked him all the questions that I would want to. And because you know sometimes you see someone get on a pod, and you're like, "All right, well I know this guy's interview style. It's they're not gonna. It's not gonna be the one that I'm gonna love and I'm gonna listen because I love the guest. But yeah, you're right. that right amount of silly to where Sandler, you're gonna get some silly Sandler, which you got a lot of, and then you ask really, uh, uh, you know, thinking, cerebral, thoughtful questions that made him kind of really break down his process, which I've never heard, unless it's in a Vanity Fair Hollywood Reporter Roundtable, which even that feels yeah. just too pressure-packed to where they are kind of trying to say the right thing, you know? Yeah, so, yeah. Uh, I think so so, yeah. Like my
0: theory on that is it's the cameras. I really, I, I really appreciate that. I, he's been one of those guys that even when I was young, I don't think I ever dared to dream to be like Sandler because he was already even when we were young, I mean, he was doing happy Billy, Billy Madison. Yeah. Happy Gilmore. Yeah. So he was already doing what you mentioned, which was like working with his friends doing, I keep saying uh, like the next project I do, I really wanted to have a blooper reel. And that's just a way of saying like, I want it to be like silly and really funny and like hard to get through. And that's sort of all he does. Like he only does stuff where I'm like, your fu- your fist fighting with Bob Barker. That had to be a silly day. Like there's right. no way that was a, people were like, Oh, we're losing light. Like I'm sure it was like a fun day. Yeah, Barker's um, like, hurry I'll- up,
1: kick me in the dick. He's like, dude, we yeah. got to set up the it's lights the,
0: first, man. It's in, <laughs> it's in the script. He's like, it's not in the script that you like it. Um, He, he was later in life. He, I, I, there's sort of like a, a confidence, an inner confidence that's required to dream some of our bigger dreams. And it took me later in my career for me to like admit to myself and to others, like, oh, I'd like to be like Sandler because that's a big, that's like saying you want to be like Jordan. And I'm not trying to fluff Sandler too much. I'm just saying like, you get to do as many movies as you want and you get to do them with who you want to do them with. And, and you get to have like, you know, the, the prestige of being in, uh, I don't think you'd mind me saying, Judd was like, I think he's our Nicholson. And I was like, really? And he was like, yeah, wow. look at his drama. It doesn't get any better. And I was yeah. like, I really think you might be onto something. Wow. He's got, he's got it both coming and going. Yeah. Uh, comedy is going by the way. There's nothing funny about coming. <laughs> Anyway, don't rip on that. Don't rip on that. It's too dangerous. It's too dangerous. Pull up, pull the nose up.
1: Do we are in that you're place? You're
0: doing an where Obama it... Marin, a Marin
1: Obama. Oh, you're doing a it wor- Marin Obama. It works right both now. ways. It's still funny, uh, but I was having, you know, I wanted to chat with you again because, like, the belly laughs are so deep and guttural, and I realized I hadn't. I got in a pretty uh, healthy. Uh, monotony of just like not I don't want to say not smiling a lot but not like laughing a lot and I was like because I'm not even if you're doing a you know a FaceTime with your uh, rapper brother-in-law who's white and not (laughs) Eminem or you're uh, you know you're you're trying to cheer up your your pops fresh out of hospice uh, not him my stepmom and uh, whoop got weird and so uh, but uh, uh i just i haven't been like i don't know that no, life's that, the heavy, routine man. yeah man and, and then just the overall uh arc of what's going on and even it's the heavy. other day i woke up on the wrong side of the bed i asked alexa to play hootie and the blowfish as i got in the shower <laughs> she she turned on rem and i go not even alexa wants to play ball and that that was devastating i go she goes no no, no. we're not today's not a hootie day i'm also not a fan So you don't even get to pick what you bought for, bitch. She didn't say that. If she did, then it really would have been an awful weekend. But
0: but I was like... Go fuck yourself. Go
1: fuck yourself. Hey, guys. Adam Ray here for the About Last Night podcast. Hope you're enjoying the episode. Man, it's good to be back. And you know what? The best part about being back is sharing the goodies with you, the fans. I love candles, okay? You know from listening to this podcast, we've always had candles living around the apartment. And now my new place... And um, I'm tired of buying the bullshit candles from the store. I want some personal touch. I want something handmade. So that's why I found Hangover Candle Company. That's right. Homemade by a bartender in Fort Collins, Colorado. He's a big comedy fan, podcast fan. Reached out. Said, I love the pod. Would love to send you some candles. I'm like, I'm not comfy giving you my address. He's like, come on. Trust me. I was like, all right. Let's roll the dice. Boom. Now I've got fucking 40 different flavors of Hangover Candle Company candles in my place. Um, They're... Cut, sanded, poured, packed, and shipped all by him. Um, and you can choose from over 200 different containers, okay, to build your candle in, and over 40 different scents to create your own uh, smell. You can customize your own scents. Shit, man, they've got flavors like uh, fucking root beer, apple pie, cinnamon stick, coffee, fresh cut grass, uh, hazelnut, lavender, leather, maple syrup, peach, pine, sandalwood, spearmint, sea breeze, vanilla bean, watermelon. Go to Hangover Candle Co. Uh, on Etsy okay go to Etsy type in hangover candle co it'll pop up the shop and then pick your candles and then use the promo code ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order 25% hangover candle co is on Facebook Instagram Twitter Uh, but again go to Etsy type in hangover candle co find the candles and the smells you want create your own and then use ALN25 at checkout to get 25% off your first order I love candles. They're great for any occasions, bar mitzvahs, circumcisions, uh, uh, <laughs> fucking weddings, funerals, gender reveal parties, uh, divorce parties, uh, coming out parties, coming in parties, coming parties. These candles are the shit, and they're my fave, and I want you guys to have them. So type in Etsy.com, and then type in Hangover Candle Co., and uh, and pick your candles and use Ailen.com. 25 at checkout for 25% off. All right? Start smelling better. Start looking better. Start feeling better, okay? Because everybody farts,
0: and candles are a great way to get rid of that. Now back to the episode. Even if you're not personally going through anything, like I'm fortunate that Val and and my baby are are okay. Um, That's first and foremost, right? Physically well. Yeah. Of course. Yeah. Um, And I'm doing surprisingly well. Uh, I think maybe we talked a little bit about like I figured out that i think i'm a learned extrovert uh not to get too heady but like i can be extroverted i enjoy being extroverted sometimes but it's sort of in bursts it sort of tires me out like for more evidence of this talk to me after two shows two hour long shows on a friday um typically i'm I'm gonna be pretty like ready to read a book or go to bed like I, i i i've talked about this before i was never really like a like Lenny Clark, if you watch a, a documentary about Boston stand up in the 80s, like those guys seem like extroverts that do the oh, yeah. show. And the show was really just an excuse to like meet everyone in the yeah. audience and then <laughs> yeah, go yeah, yeah. party in some weird house in Dorchester. <laughs> and I was just like, I've always been a little like my heroes are like Seinfeld. And these are guys yep. that are like, you do the show. That's the exchange. We're done. I'm out of here. If you like, want a you drink, go, go take... home and get it. Yeah. You don't need me to drink. I'm not Captain Morgan. I'm not Jack Daniel. I'm not even Billy Kahlua. Billy? <laughs> <laughs> not a Mexican man. Well, oh I'm not God. Billy <laughs> But I, I've always kind of, I I, I uh. guess that he might be like me in that, like, like, secretly introverted. We get our power from being alone. And that's one of the So to go back to what you're saying, laughing and being silly, like I was happy to do this and I'm happy to see you. And all of this downtime is sort of reminding me why I got into stand up because like I'm rested enough to be silly for its own sake more. I always am, but yeah. more, I'm more in touch with that, like awkward, sweaty, weird kid that i still am sure even though i know it's very it's very like popular to say you were like a dweeb or a dwarf, but i'm really like he's in my body again and i'm i'm living as him again because all those things the specials and the going out and doing spots and basically getting like bumps of affirmation cocaine that's what doing Mm. a spot you're like i am a cool guy you kind of drive home listening to cool music and you're like i'm not that guy from high school anymore i'm a cool (laughs) cat all of that is gone so i'm just like walking around saying shit to valerie she loves it fortunately i need a better example but when we occasionally run into people like we'll have a social distance hang i catch myself just being like Oh, nothing's changed. And that's why I became a standup was to have like an outlet for all of this like goofy yeah. sort of embarrassing energy thousand percent. that like, that doesn't really. Here's what it is too. Like it doesn't even know how to pick up on cues of like, am I being too much? Yeah. Am I? Am I talking too much at this birthday party? Like that, I felt dude, that way when I was twelve. I feel that way now, and that's why we do stand up to get it. It's like taking a dump, so we don't go to a party with a big shit right in our <laughs> large intestine.
1: Which can also be a great uh, icebreaker. Um, <laughs> or uh, I got a I got a big a big poop in here. <laughs> Hey, where's the Corona premiere? Uh, <laughs> corona premiere? What's the movie? All right, I don't know. There's no Seinfeld <laughs> beer bit that's going to crush harder than what you did.
0: Uh- <laughs> oh, yo, Corona uh, premiere. That's what yeah, Corona yeah, Oh, I yeah. didn't even know. I thought it was like the debut of a new Corona. <laughs> that's, that's Like they have a be. red carpet. Ooh, swine flu's on the red carpet. <laughs> of course, influenza's right in the front row. He's the Jack Nicholson. So the original influenza virus is in the front, watching the premiere. Oh my God! You're never gonna believe this. <laughs> Maren's
1: Obama just showed up. Can we? Can we get
0: one question?
1: Are you still easily contractable in dwarves? I'm sorry. Um,
0: <laughs> what I love great... them because you do shows with Brad. <laughs> yes. you, you have like such a pass on dwarves. Such a pass dwarf. on
1: dwarves. Um, I could say Midge brad and i have such uh, a I sure i could throw a full i could say the full word and guess what Just, i'm going to choose when i do it during this episode it's going to be in context <laughs> it's going to make it's going to make sense and it's going to be to him through facetime uh i i
0: <laughs> that's I, the only <laughs> way to do it yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh that's 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 too easy, that's I, too oh, easy. Going. uh
1: you do bring up a really great point dude of of when you go to pre being a pro comic, to where your friends or people you don't know knew you were that, there is a uh, a, a tricky uh, push and pull of how goofy, silly can I be? <clears throat> excuse me, in public, and be myself, yeah. and hone this thing that I think I'm starting to enjoy, and <clears throat> excuse me, turn into something. Because people, like, great like I'm sure your social distance hangs, like, even now, I, I did it a few weeks ago with some friends I hadn't seen in a while, and I felt complete freedom to do and say what I want, because they know, trust, enjoy that I do it on a pro level and have, you know what I'm saying? Well, there's enough
0: that you've oh, done need, to back up. I need friends up. like that. <laughs> oh, no. I need the friends oh, that oh, are trust like, me. oh, the professional is speaking. Hilarious, Mine yeah. Mine
1: is, yeah. you're
0: a professional? <laughs> Oh no no!
1: I have way more of those friends. Let's not get it crossed. I have way more friends that think they're funnier than me. Some are, I think, that just chose to to not
0: pursue it and are making way Can more we money. Speak to that. Yeah, we, we need to speak to that. Yes, it's a. I know we have a lot of irons in the fire, but we have to speak to that Please. because, like. First, I love that you're like, first of all, the only way out of that argument is to concede it. When people are like, you know who's funny? My cousin, Johnny. Cousin <laughs> Johnny. He made so hard. <laughs> fucking Corona premiere came out of my nose. And I don't mean the beer. I mean the first iteration of Corona. It wasn't eating or fucking a bat. It was that moment. Um <laughs>
1: <laughs> <laughs> i
0: uh yeah, i want to meet that guy. i am like yes yeah, yeah. okay he probably is <clears throat> the difference is and this is robert klein i think maybe even seinfeld said it too is like can he do it at eight o'clock on a friday similarly you know, I've i was heard, about to say you're right document i know you know that i know you know that i'm not telling yes. you to this to you i'm i'm just saying it for the listeners uh, and they've turned off a long time ago. No, but, no uh, way! I saw I, an interview with a with uh, I think I I forgot it was an interview about the adult film industry. And one of them was saying something very similar where they're like, they think it's so easy to be the guy. And and I think it was um, Jenna Jameson, who's super famous. And she was like, when people say that to me, they're like, get hard right now. Get hard right now. Get hard yeah. right now. Try and to squirt
1: like, on cue, baby. That's,
0: that's what <laughs> Mom, you say. So if you – Good meet, night, everybody. You- All right. <laughs>
1: Remember those? You remember need, those endings? To I, jokes? All right. Sorry. Oh
0: yeah. my God. I'm sorry. Yeah, I'm mom too much of a tear. No. Um, yeah. My mom is here is also yeah, what you yeah, say when there's yeah. one laugh. I love yes, it, yeah. it. works. It's yeah, good. It always works. Um,
1: the Don't thing film. you say
0: to cousin Johnny, yes. if he's funnier than you, is you say, be funny right now. And that, and that's what, That's what the job is. It's doing something that some people do have a certain amount of natural talent for it. But then the real thing that turns it into a commodity or a job is the level of neuroses and obsession and compulsion that makes you obsessed with like figuring out how to recreate a laugh. Like I make you laugh and immediately you just go like, well, can I recreate that? Is there a way to make that um, like a heart in a cooler? Can I transplant that laugh that we just had up an elevator into a hospital and into the body of a stranger to make them laugh. That's what stand-up comedy is. It's heart transplant surgery, and it's as important. It's maybe even more important than heart. I want you to take this wrong. Here's your clickbait. Pete Holmes, comedian, says that comedy is more important than than healthcare. <laughs> But can you squirt on Q? No. Um, Oh my god. That's so funny. By the way, the
1: adult film industry—it's great to know. And
0: who's Q? (laughs) (laughs) No, I can't. And who's Q? You see what's happening? I haven't talked to a comedian in like in like four months. So I'm like ready to go, baby. Uh, (laughs) eh, Who's eh. Q?
1: Oh god. No, I can't. And who's Q? Pete, if I make, can you squirt on Q on the front shirts and on the back, who's Q? Will you wear one Auto to racket. my kids' bar mitzvah? <laughs> We're talking 20, 30 years down the line.
0: <laughs> Absolutely. We're, it will still play. That bit will still play. We have a rabbi sure do it. A 30 to 40. Uh, half-life, 30 to 40-year half-life of every joke I tell. You can tell this joke in 2050 and it will get the same laugh, if not more. This is my problem. Like if, if comedians have to run as politicians. Oh, yeah. I assure you, a three percent increase in my laughs per minute from my previous special. Vote for me. Oh, are you holding a toothpick? Because whatever you were saying
1: a was a lot more... Uh, I just I took it with a lot more... Uh, like, yes. you know, I was like, oh, God, this is fucking, this matters. <sighs> the toothpick is a, don't underestimate the power of the it's toothpick a prop. It's a weapon. It's a
0: weapon. It's and a Levar, weapon.
1: And LeVar it's Burton a- said that. Did he? Well, okay, quick LeVar Burton story. My senior <laughs> at USC, he came to guest profess and give a, a speech to the class. And by the way, love LeVar Burton. The guy made me want to read. Le- love Burton. Love Burton. Lance could do without <laughs> LeVar, give me more. Uh, (laughs) Welcome back to Burton on Burton. My name is (laughs) Jerome Burton discussing who's a better Burton. LeVar.
0: And special guest Tim Burton. (laughs) Can we get more scary trees in here? Get out of here, Tim Burton. (laughs) We got enough scary trees in here.
1: Who is that guy,
0: by the way? (laughs) I'll say say this. When we cut to him, he's surrounded by scary trees. (laughs) So the joke is now good. Oh. Tim Burton in a TV studio says, can we get more scary trees in here? That's fine. But when it cuts to you, some weird guy saying, we got enough, an-, and he's covered. Now I'm laughing. <laughs> I'm losing my mind. Oh, dude, I haven't you're... talked to, I haven't talked to another person. You're
1: making me choke laugh. Um <laughs> Yo, got you, just re- scary, <laughs> you just reminded right. me of the quick the quick bit like that i did when i had to do book repro- uh, book reports in high school i would always find a way to make it creative i don't know if you were this way with academics you're a super smart guy smarter than than i for sure <clears throat> and uh and so i would always just try to do a, a funny skit or a live sketch for the project or a video oh, i just sure. was and and so for this book report it was Summer of the Monkeys was the name of the book. I don't remember who wrote it. I don't remember if it was a book. But it, I read the back of it because I just was lazy and I procrastinated. We all did. It was freshman year of high school. And Mr. Barker, my teacher, I, he was like, I told him I was going to do a video. He's like, it, very encouraging of that. <clears throat> He's like, that's great. No one else does. I love that you're thinking outside the box. So I read the back of the book to get the synopsis. And then proceeded to do a talk show uh, where I uh, host... Uh, the show, and my buddy plays the kid who starred in the now movie of Summer of the Monkeys*. and my buddy is playing Jonathan Taylor Thomas. By the way, he's a Filipino dude, so already we're off to a rocky start, and he's got a thick accent, and he, and I'm asking him questions about home improvement. I mean, it's just like, not, it's not even about the book that I'm supposed to be reporting on.
0: And so You the voice in the Lion King, is that right? (laughs) So there's a monkey in that. Is it an island? Is it the time of the monkeys? What is it? The island. Summer of the monkeys. Summer of the monkeys. So basically this is called the Serengeti in the Lion King. (laughs) The summer of monkeys. (laughs) It's basically the monkey that holds him up is what I'm saying.
1: Yes, Rafiki, right?
0: Yeah. It's a Rafiki reference.
1: It's a Rafiki reference. Drink two if you're playing the Rafiki drinking game at home. (laughs) Uh, so it's Summer of the Monkeys. It's like Gorillas in the Mist for kids, right? Um, and so we, I go, let's cut to a clip of the movie. <clears throat> and literally, my buddy, he had a big backyard, and we have him just open he, his back is to camera. He opens some bushes because, like, acting like it's the forest. And then he turns around and goes, Where's the monkeys? And then cuts back to me, and I go, I cannot wait to see this film.
0: Oh, my. And we did that maybe God. four more
1: times, where I was like, "I hear we have another clip, and we just kept cutting to these two second blip sound bites. And I my Mr. Barker played this for the whole class. Six of my friends are dying laughing, and most of the class, it's silent. Mr. Barker stands up and goes, "Well, that was a thing." And I was like, "Yikes. Uh, I think Mr. that means it's, I think that means I get a C, and that's what I got.
0: And that's passing. Oh, so. my God. Yeah. And that's fine. At least yeah. you were there. You were present. <laughs> and you had something. Yeah, I had something. No, so I you, – you... you said I, I'm smarter than you and I didn't have time to contest. But, like, in high school, I definitely was the dumbest of my group of friends. Um, mm-hmm. There were two of us that I think were tied for dumbest. But my friends were really, really – they were wicked smart. Yeah. And, but then whenever I had – if they said the video was allowed – Like, our teachers are trying to be hip. They'd be like, it doesn't even have to be an essay. It could be a video. I'd just be like, well, you just got yourself.
1: (laughs) 15 minutes of time, you'll never get back. (laughs) Some
0: bullshit is coming your way. By the way, I didn't mention it was a 15-minute video. video. video
1: Yeah. Um, Oh, my God. That's way too much time.
0: Book report. Even find
1: that video. Yeah, I I know. Find it. And even if you're doing a live book report, that should be – Six minutes tops? Even seven minutes in heaven was too long for kids trying to finger each other in closets. Six minutes for a book report. (laughs) I'm just kidding. There's nobody there. Hey, guys. Comedian Adam Wright here. Hope you're enjoying this episode of the About Last Night podcast. Boy, I gotta tell you, I've been feeling good lately. And the reason why? Koi CBD. That's right. Back in the game Feeling like my best self. Look, Koi CBD is the best CBD company in the business. I don't care what you hear from other people, other comics. Koi CBD, CBD. See, I got so much BBD, CBD inside me. I ain't even fucking talking right. You know why? Because I slept well on the Koi CBD gummies. That's right. They've got everything from tinctures to bath bombs to gummies. Uh, they got a skincare line coming soon. They got hand sanitizer during these times. It's very important. So what you want to do, if you want to start feeling like your best self, you want to take some Koi CBD bombs, put them in the bath, okay? What? You your teeth? Yeah, come on in. Jackson, I'm doing an ad for my podcast. Can you say, hi? Hello. Say, I use CBD gummies.
0: I eat CBD gummies
1: from Koi. From Koi. Koi's the best.
0: Koi the best.
1: It makes me feel good. It
0: makes me feel good.
1: I feel like my best self.
0: I feel my best self.
1: Look at these muscles.
0: Look at these muscles. Kiss
1: them. If you get Koi CBD right now, you go to koiCBD.com. Promo code about last night, and you get twenty percent off your first order. That's incredible. Bath bombs, tinctures, skincare, hand sanitizer, gummies. They've got everything. They're my favorite. It's who I use. So start using it for you too. I can't recommend these guys enough. They're homies and all this shit works. Jackson, say 20% off.
0: 20% off.
1: If you use the promo code about last night.
0: If you use the promo code after night.
1: About last night.
0: About last night.
1: Show them those guns again. Kiss them. Enjoy the rest of the episode. You strike me as someone that you say you weren't the smartest in your group, but I also feel like you were one of those kids that was like, I can wait till the last minute cuz I can whoop up this thing.
0: I get yes, I get it, I get it quick degree. so I'm going to yeah. creative intelligence. Yes. I have I have a lot of fond memories One of I've told it before, but one of my fondest—I still think of it sometimes when I'm falling asleep, and it makes me smile—is I had a class I studied in Israel, as we already mentioned. So that's sort of funny. Yeah, I studied in Israel. I'm trying to get invited to your temple right now. Dude, you Um, got the
1: free coupon right now. Oh God,
0: it is—it is free, and you can go. Like I could have just gone. I'm waiting. Like, where do I get off waiting for a personal invitation? Because it's more fun
1: that way. I don't know. It's authentic. It's so like you go to the, the Playboy VIP. Mansion, do you want to be invited by one of yes. the bunnies or the guy yes. who uh, manages Ralph's, but
0: his buddy can't go? Whose name is Ralph. Whose name is Ralph. You have to be named Ralph to manage a Ralph's. People don't know this. And you have to be named Vaughn to manage a Vaughn. That's yep. why they're all unmanaged. <laughs> Except by Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. Theo Vaughn. That's 15 <laughs> minutes. I, I that's all I got. That's the only Vaughn you know. um, That's the only Vaughn I know. I wonder if Theo Vaughn has a Vaughn's joke, like to address it. I don't know, that's like saying, Do I have a joke about Holmes to address it? He's probably like lived Sherlock his whole Holmes? life. Exactly. Like yeah. of course I don't. Of course he doesn't. That's like maybe he does. Who Yeah, but who it's knows? like, do maybe. I have a
1: sugar ray joke? Is my email A Ray Sugar? I don't know. Am I gonna edit this out so that people don't email me to confirm it? <laughs>
0: You, Damn just, you should just bleep, you should just bleep it so people guess all sorts of like Sugar Ray at AdamRay dot net.
1: By the way, the the first guy to bleep his email in a podcast, like how and also you can bleep it. How cool do you think you are that you're gonna get you know just flooded with Hey, is this you? I did say my number yeah. on the podcast once, and it did lead Your to a phone couple, number. Yeah, and we didn't like cut like. We, I meant to go back and, and cut it out and didn't and definitely got a, you know, a handful. It's not a lot. A handful, yeah. is, uh, it's enough to enough to keep you Can up,
0: we, but yes. not enough to, we to we ruin your life. Can we talk about the famous people that pretend they're giving their number to people when, like, The text Rock cool tweet, like, <clears throat> text me, and it's his number, and I'm, it just breaks my heart because I was a person like this for so long before I sort of came out here and saw how, like, Ins- unsincere or phony or fake things are that I was like, I have Kevin Hart's number, like, and and you'd call him and be like, Kevin, this is a real Hail Mary, but I need new veneers. You know what I mean? Like, like I'm sure. <clears throat> I don't know. Like, is that just a service where people get texts from yeah, random yes,
1: people? Yes. And I think why
0: I, would you, you, celebrities are looking for more texts? Yeah. Like they I think want it's more, their phone vibrating more.
1: Yeah. I, you're, you're bringing up an interesting point because when I see uh, some comics doing it, I go, oh, cool. It doesn't look like that's something, it's almost like a blue check mark, but it looks like another thing where it's like, you gotta have, be this tall, oh, right, yeah, this right. Yeah, you got to have a number, and then you're in the, the fans can interact even more so, and I'll see Whitney post a lot of messages from the people, I guess, to show that it's real, and then, you know, unfortunately, some of them end up being things of like, I'd love to come on your tits, and she'll post that and be like, so glad I'm doing this, you know, and you're like, yeah, that is right, a right, downside of right. that for sure, but, um, but I, I, I don't, yeah, that would seem, I mean, you know, because then it's like, you're, there's no way you have time if you are to a certain level to respond to all of them. So then you're kind of saying you're you're almost Here, disappointing I'll, I'll people be, that were following you because they're like, "Fuck, be, it's been a I'll week."
0: Be, I'll be Whitney. You ask me why I'm doing it. I feel like I can do it. Mm, great. What's up? Whitney? I'm Whitney Cummings. Hey, Adam. Why?
1: You, are you all right? <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't. I don't know. I don't know why I'm
0: talking this yeah, yeah. way. Wh- Whitney, why? Know.
1: Why do you have a? Um, why do you have the text? Thing that your fans I don't can hit
0: jump you know. no it's it's something to do. My yeah. manager said it was another way to just sort of engage, it helps yeah. with tour sales. I, yeah, I don't really honestly I don't do it that much. That's right. that's what that's there. It is yeah, and see <laughs> thanks thanks, Pete, for walking us through the solution to a mystery no one was experiencing. I got it. I'll, and I'll couch it in a non-Whitney Cummings impression that'll take. As long as Adam's book report, that's as much of a time waste that was. Oh god And it was the summer of monkeys. I don't know why I do it. Thank you. I do love I I, I feel like I have to say that Sometimes when I mention people, I'm like I have to be clear, like Theo is great, Whitney is great, of none course. of these people are being yeah, man. it's I, I but I've gotten I'm in so- trouble before though. I on my talk show sometimes someone would come up and would make fun of them or whatever, or or, or not even make fun of them but not be careful to be like they're great. If you notice like the the real the real pros like Conan and all these guys, somebody comes up, they'll usually just throw out a they're great. You know what I mean? And I think yeah. it's for this phenomenon. Yeah. Ladies.
1: But I you know, but I do appreciate though that you have that uh ability to laugh at yourself, poke fun, but like I don't know, to me it's like if you know the intent and you know the person, any sort of comment that follows, I feel like whether they have to explain after or not. Like, I know, even if you hadn't have done that, I'm like, I just know the sweetness well, man, that is Pete usually, Holmes.
0: So you move past. That's the privilege. That's yeah. the privilege of comedians that, that that I miss. I think that's what we're sort of saying for the most part. And that's the phenomenon of what a roast is. Like, it's such a weird, like, if yeah. you're an anthropologist, like, from another planet even, and you're just like, this is one of the weirdest um rituals that that the the species of 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 being does they get together and, and say the worst meanest things but the roasts that i've done have not only been really cathartic to me being able to have a space where it's safe to be really nasty because we all have nasty thoughts sure. and we're all if you're if you're like me you're probably conflicted about your nasty thoughts you feel sort of ashamed that you um I think I said Blake Griffin, I roasted Blake Griffin, and I said he looked like the love child of Morgan Freeman because he's a black guy with with freckles. (laughs) And like we're sort of creating a space where that's what our our brains do. Speaking of the summer of monkeys, in in spiritual work, you call it the monkey mind, the mind that Mm. just won't stop. I've also heard the drunken monkey. It just won't stop thinking things. So I've been thinking about this lately, like you watch a show like The Office Mm -hmm. and we laugh so hard at Steve Carell. And yes, what he's saying is funny, but we also sort of relate. And I'm like, but we're not like that. I think we relate because our minds are like that. You say something, your brain just thinks 15 things and seven of them are so stupid. Six of them are inappropriate. Four of them don't even make sense. Three of them, I lost count. I don't know how many of them are 15. So what I'm saying is we're looking for ways to like sort of exercise all of the complicated feelings of being human. So I get to play Nasty. I even did it as a character called Mean Pete because people know me as like a sweet guy. So I was like, that guy's gone. This is Mean Pete. And I'm roasting everybody. And that felt so good. And it felt even better to be roasted by Blake and, and by the other people who have roasted me, that doesn't mean I want like strangers on the street to come up. But no. when you're in that sort of tribe, we can do it. We can yes. do the weird, it's almost like a virgin sacrifice. It's sacrificing something precious to the comedy gods it's, yeah. it, and doing something you shouldn't do, but for the sake of the group. It, and it, And it sort of cleanses everybody when it's done right. I've also seen roasts that are just like, you're breaking rules. You're roasting people that aren't here. You're roasting people that aren't established enough. If you had roasted me when I was a year in, I would have been like, You really think I shouldn't I should quit? <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Like, yeah, I, yeah. that's why you do it later. Do it later. I know there
1: it, it is interesting to see in the roast, uh, the roast any roast with pros when there is also and I think it was maybe Sarah Silverman that said on Stern, uh, or even Saget I know, famously has said that he was very uncomfortable during his and I'm always fascinated because I guess I just thought everyone that was doing them, they they did a as good a job performing and delivering as they did taking the abuse. That I was like, oh, everyone is just so cool with this, but it's like I, you. I,
0: I think the problem is it, 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 those are televised, and I'm not saying they shouldn't be televised. I I'm saying I, I of course, how could I know how anybody feels. But when I did these roasts, they were not televised. So it feels like you're going down into like an Aztec kill floor where like nothing is recorded, nothing is um, shown to anybody. So that's felt not safer, there. or and it what? feels safer. But if <clears throat> wow. you if you do 500 Sarah Silverman is old jokes. Um, I think it's more hurtful which is what it was I think yeah Um, it's more hurtful that you're introducing that into the into the collective into like millions and millions and millions of people are going to hear Sarah Silverman is whatever and that makes it worse whereas yeah I don't know if I would want millions of Twitter people hearing Blake Griffin tease me for my show being canceled or whatever. And then them being like, this is what uh, he likes. He laughed. And then they start doing it. Yeah. I don't know. Don't you think the pub- the publicness makes yes, it worse?
1: Of course. God, that's it, what is that called when people just like hear something, I guess the, 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 um, the consistency of some sort of, I mean, it's obviously like where we are now with clickbait and, and no fact checking and just, it's printed it's it's real and we just kind of see like but when something is kind of like in a roast I I know that for myself as you said that like I'll hear something a certain some amount of times and I go yeah that guy is a shitty singer like after the right. people make jokes about it and then I'm like I used to like Lionel Richie but these guys are digging in hard like well they just what is did that? a
0: thing I, I'm watching The Office as I mentioned and yeah. um Rain Wilson Dwight Schrute does yes. it. it's Wilson right yeah yeah he did he does a, a joke about how he has a small nose. And I was like, I can never not look at you having and not think you have a small nose now. So there is power in these labels. That's why I keep kind of invoking this sort of like magic, dark ceremony. Yeah. It's sort of like... Let's pick up the weird Indiana Jones and the Temple of Doom curved black blade and let's play with it. But it's dangerous stuff. We know this from (laughs) bullying, but we also know this from just like, we know this with how you walk around now and and just watch your mind and be like, that that hat looks like the hat of someone who might have COVID. I'm going to cross the street. Like our brains are so stupid and so impressionable that it is sort of a, it can be a, a a dark magic to say you know look at high school look at look at the rumors that mm. went around in high school Oh, yeah look at the movie muzye it's a good example of like how a rumor can become a fact because that's what the brain does the brain thinks something and then it accepts that as reality oh, and, ability- and, and that's that's what reality is
1: oh yeah the ability to not kind of like reason and maybe uh just have logic and and I guess reason uh I'm not I can't find a better word for it a uh, great example freshman year of high school I'm walking through the halls I see Micah denunzio and Andrea lakonan making out in front of a locker in the common area that connects like six hallways right so it's an area that there's a lot of traffic in I walk by freshman <laughs> high school they're also freshmen they're my classmates they're peers I've known them for what, four or five years elementary school to um, to to middle school to high school I walk by maybe the third day of school and go Get a room, classic. I know. Killing day three of high school is is Adam Ray. Get a room. It was 1998. I don't know when that joke went out of style, but I'll tell you this much: very in style in Seattle, Washington, in the late 90s. Get a room. My buddy goes nice, and then I had a I had a oh well, I killed for the one guy who was like fucking. You're like I had my Joe Pesci to Daniel Stern, or maybe vice versa. I don't know who was. Who had the bigger dick in that dynamic? Maybe it was Stern who would have <laughs> said nice to Pesci. Regardless, uh, I had one guy to confirm you got him, right? Fucking count yeah, it. Yeah, Walk through yeah. all of high school, Denunzio does not talk to me. And it's not something I lose sleep over. I just was always, I'd see him, he'd kind of stink eye me, pink eye me, red eye me. He'd fucking just eye fuck me. He didn't like me. All the so, bad eyes. All the bad <laughs> all the bad yeah, eyes. Yeah, this Sunday, yeah. Harrison Ford uh and uh so he all the bad eyes he's got pink eye what it's not in the script nice. harrison yeah guys um yeah i don't know god is that no i did like it, did like yeah, it. okay so like it. all of high school doesn't talk to me uh we're graduating he comes up to me swear to god and goes hey man he goes best of luck post college or post uh high, po- you know into college and stuff i go Thanks, man. I go, you too. You know, it's just the end of the year. You bury the hatchet. Everyone's kind of a little sentimental and looking at each other, being like, man, even people you didn't, you know, Clement Lee, who I used to bust his balls, he was the first chair clarinet. I was almost dead last because I fucking would always squeak my way through the test and make jokes. So the Mr. Harshman was like, you're in the back. And I would bust Clement's balls and always challenge him to test and then lose. And so I was like, Clement, I'm going to miss you, man. And he was like, yeah, yeah. I was like, all right, you know. And so Micah is like, good luck in college And by the way, I forgive you. And I go, what? And he goes, I hated you all of high school. And I go, what? And he goes, do you remember freshman year when you walked by me and Andrea making out and said, get a room? I go, yeah. He goes, I fucking hated you for that. I go, for four years? He goes, yeah. I go, I mean, we never, we had classes. We just never, there were maybe not, there's always an opportunity to go out of your way to initiate some dialogue, but- that was his reason, and it fucking was wow. just such a, I'll never forget that. I go, a four-year grudge wow. for Get A Room. And again, he, to your point, stuck on this thing and just was like, that's what it is. That's who Adam Ray is. He's a, you yeah. know, like, yeah. he just pegged me with the Get A Room fan club, and uh, right. And, right. and just kind of put an X on
0: my back. And uh, Wow, yeah, that's it. That's exactly what I'm talking about. So that it, it can be, you gotta do it in a, a, a safe place with professionals and with supervision. And I'm going to say ideally not televised because there were things said about me that I wouldn't have more. It's more things that you say that you don't necessarily want out there, I guess. Mm. I, I can't remember saying anything over the line, but you never know. Speaking of
1: roast jokes, um, how do, do you... Um, actually, speaking of just jokes, do you... Uh, what What is your uh, go-to to make uh, your daughter laugh? And how... Is she? At the, <laughs> what is what is funny to her? What is your go-to dad joke? What is the best thing that you can do that gets the best response from her? That fills you with all the yeah.
0: Time? I mean, it's just the greatest. I really the great upside of all of this, and I know a lot of dads that feel this way, is that you're just around all the time. So our life is a little bit like little house on the prairie. Basically all we do is take care of the baby. Um, right now she's napping. That's why we're doing this at this time. That's why I suggested this time. Yes. Um, and that, and that's sort of the, the hard thing and the great thing is mostly the great thing. It gives you a lot of meaning. It gives you a lot of fulfillment, gives you a purpose for the day. Um, so I think that's sort of like timeless ethereal, um, weird what day is it thing sort of goes away and you're like I'm getting up because the baby gets up like I got up at five because the baby got up at five and you have to, I can't just you know she can't just go for a drive <laughs> so you get up <laughs> Well, not so with that attitude. it gives me, some <laughs> gives me a lot of pleasure and I'll say this if I get like two hours to work I'm very productive because I know it's like precious time that's not what you asked though the I came here wait, real is, quick
1: real quick real quick I want to yeah. I want to I hear that so much from uh, comedy dads that they. I don't think I've heard it from a, a comedy dad that hasn't been like I get. I think Al Madrigal was the first to tell me, and then Sklar Brothers uh, shared the same sentiment where they go, "Man, do I get more shit done, Greg Fitzsimmons?" Because they're just like, "I have this time to do it, and I." There's now like a more of a deadline and more structure and yeah. more pressure and. Well, every-
0: I think we all work a little bit better knowing yes. that it's like a precious, special yeah. time. Yes, and so I can get more done because it's so rare. I I, I I say this. There's we wake up laughing. I mean, she's she's almost two, so she's just talking. So now she'll wake up and she'll go like, "Alexa, she'll play Woody in the Blowfish." Yeah, <laughs> not yet. And no. then it starts playing.
1: Was e. it e. Moby?
0: No, e. e. Ario. <laughs> Wait, Moby sort of looks like Michael Worst Stipe. On Jeopardy That's why ever. I say that. What's that? <laughs> Michael Stipe looks a little bit like Moby. That's why I think I did that. He does. Great. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. 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 But I'm six foot six and I'm, you know, soft. And the way that I make her laugh is by being a jungle gym. So I'll put right. her on my shoulder so and then fun. I flip her upside down by the feet and I do some. I think this is a, you tell me, this is a tricep. Tricep curl, yeah, very good. (laughs) I do some of that and I I swing her around and and it's just a lot of, she loves physical comedy. And then when it comes to like, it's all the classics. It's like, they're playing with like perception. So like close, far, loud, quiet. They're learning the ingredients of the universe. Like everything is sort of equal to them. And then you realize, she slowly realizes like, it's a choice. If daddy swoops into your face real fast, he's funny. That's funny because that's not normal. And if we're using the definition of a joke as a benign violation, meaning it's, it's an, it's a safe breaking of the rules. Yes. She's, she already understands that. So if I eat funny or if I take her pacifier and put it in, these are all bits. she's, she's laughing all day. She's oh. a great laugher it's so what is that
1: and it just feels i mean what is what's better that's the greatest feeling you can't even compare that laugh to a sold out uh theater show trying a new bit
0: one is cocaine that's cocaine like we're we all do cocaine comedians do cocaine (laughs) i don't mean literally yeah i I want to
1: just go ahead and and say uh this this is pete's this is Pete's problem, and
0: uh, <laughs> <laughs>
1: I—I've
0: I, uh, <laughs> never done cocaine, but if it's anything like doing a set, um, I understand why people are going crazy for it. Yeah. <laughs> you know, in certain parts or whatever. By the way, but me like, neither.
1: I think we're uh, we're in a, a small community of comics that have not done coke. There's probably a lot of comics yeah. that haven't done it. I, I mean, do. There's love, a mirrored I love pot, piano. Done backstage. mushrooms. There is, yeah. But I—I I don't think I'd be. I feel like you're the same. Like, my mind's already racing, man. I don't, I like, yeah, just don't listen. I think I'd be that guy being like, dude, chicken tenders are, chicken." if you want to know the full story of chicken tenders, like, I'm talking about stuff that nobody wants. I'm
0: already that guy. Dude, remember my Whitney (laughs) Cummings impression? I'm already too much. Yeah. Everything that I imbibe, even mushrooms, is to kind of quiet down and go in a little bit. Yes. Cocaine is like a, I'm having a hard time I could talk to you about fucking alpha brain anything on yeah. my desk for the 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 importance of ginger, like fuck off, I need the opposite of cocaine <laughs> but what i what I do is uh stand up and that yes. feels like cocaine, but it, so my daughter's laughter is so much more organic and so much more natural and appropriate stand up part of the Chris Rock had this hilarious thing he said on his Comedians in Cars where he's like, can you imagine if you went to school one day and your daughter, who's like 12 years old, is in front of everyone in the school and they're all laughing? You'd think the devil had had to happen, like something weird was going on. It's yeah. like the least natural thing or it's the, maybe it's the most impressive thing or maybe the most difficult thing to, for one person to hold the attention of 300. It's like such a weird thing. Yes. But to make your baby laugh. So one's cocaine and one's a sunset. Sunsets feel differently from cocaine, mm-hmm. um, but it's not better or worse. It's just a completely different field.
1: Do, do you ever feel like you're shaping her comedic sensibility by if you're like dude if I if I'm still doing the pacifier bit when she's nine we have not done our job you know what I'm saying like <laughs>
0: But yes, the the whole thing isn't just her sense of humor; it's how she interprets reality, and what parents are doing, I think, when they're raising a child is they're teaching them to interpret reality how you interpret reality. Mm. So I, I always have an example from the day I talk about my daughter because every day a million things happen. Mm. This morning I said she woke up at five and she had a, a sag, you know, she had pee in her diaper, and the reason you want to change a pee diaper is because she's going to get a diaper rash, and she. doesn't like that so you wish you could explain that to her because she doesn't want me to change her diaper but you're trying to say like please let me change your uh your booty you're gonna get a rash she doesn't understand that the future doesn't exist the past doesn't exist she's right the needle is on the record she's in the moment she just wants to play with her dad so in that moment you have a choice you can say reality doesn't care that you want to play and be silly. Reality says you need to change your diaper right now um, because you will get a rash. But then if you just pause for one second and go, oh wait, she normally gets up around seven, That means she would have been sleeping in this diaper for two more hours and I would have been fine with it. Mm -hmm. So let's bring a little bit more three dimensionality to my logic. My dad is right logic. You actually have a two hour window within which to change this diaper and still be completely rash free. So you're trying to say what I'm trying to teach her is the moment is important. We can be easy on ourselves. We can still change your diaper. And we did about 30 minutes later. There was still some crying, but you still waited. So I'm teaching her that not only jokes are important, but that reality itself to a certain extent is a conspiracy of agreed stories between people about Mm. what's acceptable, what's polite, what's appropriate, even what's fair and what's unfair. People disagree about this. So the whole thing is in from one stance is a joke. So let's laugh and enjoy it because you can't control it. You're in a river, the best thing to do is realize you're in a river, trust that you're being held by the river. And I don't mean that means prosperity and safety for you. I just mean you're sort of in the controlless space that we all are. Yes. And instead of being afraid of that, enjoy it and try to use it to your advantage. And that's what comedy is. Comedy goes, holy shit, we have no control. We're floating in space. Let's try to use that fear to our advantage. And I'm trying to do that with my daughter. Even wow. So it's more than just teaching her to laugh it's teaching her to interpret reality yes. as not against her. <laughs> wow, dude. I How do you, fuck, dude. That I know parents Let's some weed, dude. Let's <laughs> smoke weed. No, dude, you've got it. You've
1: got it right, man. I I mean, I, you know, and it's impressive. I know parents that are just trying to get their Kids to not bite other kids, and at two. And, <laughs> like,
0: well, I'm sure we'll get there. We're, we're the, sort of in a sweet spot. Do you feel overwhelmed
1: even raising a child in and and you? We can quickly move on if that's a question you feel like you've gotten from or you've discussed too much no. about raising a kid. Is, but I can't imagine. And you know, my girlfriend and I are I don't know three four years away from it, maybe. But then also, who who knows? Like we might you know do some cocaine and just fucking pull the goalie and yeah. that's that's that here comes here comes fucking and obama's uh, marin
0: and obama's <laughs> marin ray is <laughs>
1: is the worst name for a child and uh but also hey click like that kid will have so many google searches but so uh, how do you even do you even think about that or you just go again control what we can control which is right yeah. now with her and not try to think about Man, what's college going to be like for her? In if this is the state of affairs we're still trying to navigate through, if there's still this much racism, how do you have to think yeah. far ahead and go, man? When she gets to thirteen, let's have, let's really kind of bust open, or let's bust open the history books at ten and try to get her on the path of understanding what being a good person uh, yeah. means and right and wrong and how much of that went, or do you just go? Let's make sure they're a kid as long as possible. And they'll find that stuff out. But you want to get in the way. It's like the sex talk. You want to, you know, my mom gave me condoms before I was even doing it. You know, in my act, I'm like, was it weird? Yeah. You know, was I nine? Almost, you know, and were they (laughs) magnets? Yeah. She believed in me, whatever. But it was, but she, it was way ahead of schedule for real. And, but it was also, she didn't want me to, do it without it and she, she was trying to get ahead of it so do you want to do that as a parent yeah. and be like this is what's it's like going the on in
0: wine theory like give your kids wine when they're kids because so it's not a taboo because
1: like hearing it from other right, you're a product of your environment so it's like if if you can control who she's her friends become and this and that but like, right once you get to a certain point they're hanging around kids or this and that you don't know all the conversations maybe something and again you've done your part at home to to get on a path of knowing like this is what the home's household like th- like this is being a good person and then like you get stuff thrown your way from other kids like how do you am I asking yeah. a question in there? No, yeah.
0: you are asking a okay. question. It's not a question about parenting. I don't think it. it it's a question about life. It's yes. it's the whole question, and yes. and so the, the I'll give you the whole answer, and it's an optimistic answer. If you're thinking about having kids yes. in four years or whatever it might be, Probably or if 40, you're thinking about <laughs> if you're thinking about I'm forty one, so mm-hmm. I mean you'd be one year uh, older than I was. What for whatever that's worth. Yeah. Um, Seems like the sweet I, spot, by the way. I mean especially when you have a a weird career that takes a long time to sort of uh, solidify. I had a lot of peatness to get out of my system before I could sort of die into a child. Um, When people hear that, they mean, oh, that means your life is over. I don't mean that. I just needed to isolate and identify where the peat was so I could put it aside when I needed to. Uh, cool. For a child, and and that is a much richer uh, thing to do. Just that's as I awesome. always say,
1: that's beautiful.
0: So the answer is about like so. What we do with change, and my homeboy Ramdas says, make friends with change, and that's a, that's a really good way to look at the world. Right, make friends with change because it's happening and it's going to happen. The good news is, you even the pregnancy is this really transformative thing uh, especially for the women i can't speak for women but it seems to be for my wife it's this huge thing it's the thing you thought you couldn't do so it's a very profound thing to go through it and still be here does that make sense yeah this is this is what this is what transformation is transformation is the thing you thought you couldn't survive happens and then there you are so you have a kid I have a kid. And then that becomes the new normal. And you almost can't even remember what your life was like before. Mm-hmm. This is so your life. And it's so wonderful. And I don't spend all my time comparing it to what it used to be. It's just this. I've made friends with that change. Mm-hmm. And then the richness and the beauty and the truth and the light and all that stuff is completely true. I sort of look at my old life um, maybe I shouldn't do this, but I do. I sort of go, like, what was I even doing? I was eating sandwiches because because like now it has so much, it's all about Leela in this really right. beautiful people. Need meaning yeah. more than more than they even realize it. And a baby is so much meaning and, and it's so much purpose in your life. So I sort of look back at my life and I'm like, I think I was just like, I wanted more Twitter followers. I don't even know what yeah. I was doing. Yeah. So just in the same way a pregnancy can be transformative, having a baby is the thing that maybe you're worried is gonna destroy Adam Ray, and the idea of Adam Ray, and the story of Adam Ray. And then you have a baby, and then there you are. You're breathing, you're alive, you're happy. Uh, don't get me wrong, sometimes you're tired, sometimes you're frustrated, all this, but you used to be tired and frustrated before. Sure. And all of these new things are blossoming. So when we talk about like whether or not we worry about what's coming, um that is also a life philosophy. It's like I understand maybe here here's a real uninvestigated belief that a lot of people have, myself included. Worrying about the future helps me. Yeah. Like I, I really think people need to take that thought and any uninvestigated beliefs that they have and really examine it Mm. if you're if you want a book on this that i highly recommend it's called loving what is it's by byron katie it's incredible so that's what it's all about is taking a thought like worrying about the future is good or is helpful or is helps me prepare Mm -hmm. in some way It's nonsense. The amount of time that I spend, that I could spend worrying about what Leela will be like with this, this, or this, it's just a distrust of the universe. It's looking at the universe as something that we are visiting, not something that we are. I know I sound very new agey right now, but if you sort of have a a trust in the lawful unfolding that includes yeah. chaos that includes Leela having weird friends that includes Leela getting mad at me and if you don't resist reality but you go this is what's happening um you can make friends with change you can make friends with the present moment and the the short answer is i don't spend a lot of time worrying about things that are completely out of my control don't even exist and if we can all take something from covid you all thought you were going to be, for me, on tour, for people listening maybe in school, maybe on uh, at their jobs, maybe on a vacation that they were planning, maybe at a wedding. Guess what? Reality is what's real. Reality is what reigns. And reality is always in the here and now. So if we learn something from this, it is a certain surrender, but not a sad surrender, a letting go and a flowing with what is that can really... Bring some of those. I should be doing that. Well, that's not happening. So, what, what, what can we, what can we say yes to today to to get some of those thoughts that are really tormenting us out of the way and let reality into the way? Does that make sense? Fuck yeah, dude. Pete, <laughs> yeah, dude.
1: This is again why I just miss talking to you on a on a on a regular basis. Like you're, you've got an outlook and a point of view and a way of of breaking down, um, you know life that is i i i you know when you when somebody says something and you go that's what i meant to say that's what i well that's i think
0: yeah i think everybody already knows this and a lot of what i was just saying does come from loving what is so i really do want to promote that book it's very it's not spiritual it there's no god talk in it it's just talking about what stories your brain is telling you and it's fucking incredible and i love it and and people should definitely check out loving what is but like when the thing the reason i'm into these spiritual things right and i don't mean religious things and i don't want anyone to belong to my group and i don't even need people to believe what i believe i the reason i love them is because there is a part in us when we hear them that goes i knew that you know what i'm saying and that's what i'm sort of addicted to you go motherfucker i knew that but like it's all of these uninvestigated stories that are happening that that's basically what yoga is yoga is you want to see your true self so you want to get the 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 ocean of your mind still so it's a good mirror to see your true self. But unfortunately, like we were saying, it's the monkey mind. It's the drunken monkey. It's constantly, oh, uh, that guy said, get a room to me. That was a four-year story. The damage he did of replaying that for four years was was the damage. Oh yeah. It wasn't you saying it. So if he so here's a little taste of what the Byron amount of Katie Joanne
1: does. fabrics trips he took to, to construct <laughs> voodoo dolls that looked like me or were me. I mean, I would love to see the receipt from Joanne.
0: <laughs> He's um, got them all. And they're very accurate. Um yeah. he said Adam Ray shouldn't have uh Adam Ray should be nice to me is the uninvestigated belief there, right? Yeah. Adam Ray shouldn't torment me. And what she does is she flips it. My thoughts shouldn't torment me. My thoughts should be nice to me. There's always a way to reverse it because it was the thought of you doing that that was tormenting him way more than you actually doing it. So that's because, a little taste. I can't. I can't totally. really do it, but because
1: really at the core of it too. I mean, if you really wanted to get deep down into it, I probably was deflecting and saw. A guy getting to make out and really own it and and be bold and fucking, I think he was grabbing his own dick while he was doing, I might've added that in my head, but like it was a sexy (laughs) fucking locker make out. Dude, I
0: remember the makeouts I saw in high school. Yeah.
1: And you get jealous. I mean, I'm yeah. Three days in, he's already got a girlfriend
0: and he's already publicly tonguing. There was a girl in high school that I that I almost dated. I wrote about this in my book, which is called Comedy Sex Comedy God. Sex I'm God. Very proud of it.
1: So good, go get it! Oh, thank. Where, where's man. the main place to get it? By the way,
0: Say I don't Amazon? know. That's a good question. And Noble. I do. It, it is on Amazon. I think you could support a local bookseller, which would be a great yes. thing to do. Uh, or it's on Harper Harper Collins website. Okay, great. Uh, but we probably know how to get go books. Go, yeah. go get, <laughs> get it. Get a book. Comedy Sex. But God. there was this girl that I had a crush on in high school. And she asked me, I was very religious. Um, I grew up evangelical basically. And she asked me if I was going to wait to have sex until marriage. And I said, yes. And I actually thought I was impressing her. (laughs) I was like, oh, aren't I devout? (laughs) And then I, I heard, so this is gossip. It might, it may not be true, but somebody said she wanted to date you, but she didn't want to date you if you weren't didn't want to do anything sexually. So I was like, really, I was like, oh man, I just made a huge sacrifice for God in my mind. And then like a week later, she was making out with this kid and a very like scrawny sort of skater kid. Like he was cool in a way that I never was. And they were making out in the quad. And I still remember where they were. In fact, I walked around my old high school recently and I noted the spot where it was because it's still in my brain. Horse. And me with my courier bag stuffed with every book, which you don't need, Pete, you don't need to bring every book to every class. But You know the classes you have that day. Leave science Quasimodo. Quasim- yes, I had them all. Or you know Dan Chow is going to bring his earth science book. Just borrow from him. He sits next to you. Because uh, he, he has a better place locker. My locker is all the way. It didn't matter. Yeah, yeah. I deliberately walked. I did not avoid them in fact i altered my course to walk past them wow. aggressively making out as if to say to her like you you're missing what you, you could have this philadelphia cream cheese over here you had to go over to that guy you could have this sort of flavorless spread
1: uh, who cares as if, if- bagzits pop themselves uh, you can help me with mine and we can build some camaraderie I don't know, that sounded better I, I, in my head, but you're right, there is- I liked it. To walk right, yeah, that's, you thought you were kind of sh- like the, being defiant and being like, I'm over it, right? Like I'm-
0: We'll talk about an un- uninvestigated thought. I'm like, she saw, <laughs> I'd love to know. I mean- Let's get on she, the phone. She, I'm pretty sure her eyes were deeply closed. They were really going for it. There were so many uh, people in my high school that just seemed to have no idea how horny high school boys are. Sweet I was like, Jesus. this is like, like five cars crashing into each other at an intersection. That's yeah. how insane what's happening right now is. And maybe they did know me. I've sometimes I thought about that. I was like, I think if I was a woman, had I been born a, a, a woman or however you want to say that I would have been like, I would have wanted to be like a brassy sexy woman. I, and, and that's helped me try to understand and, and, and empathize and and whatever with, that idea i was like that yeah. power imagine being that powerful oh, yeah. and and being like I'd, I'd be like a real marilyn monroe walking on the subway <laughs> crate, like whoopsie like i would have loved it i would have loved it that's what stand-up is stand-up is just you and me on stage going whoopsie did you see my butt he said whoopsie that's, That's all. it is Yeah. So, of course, if I was a woman, I, I've, I've done this on stage before. It, it never really worked. I would have called, I would <laughs> want to have been one of those women that like smoked a small cigar. Yeah. And people called her abroad. And she drinks like <laughs> Manhattans and just like an old timey girl with big tattoos and just oh, like. Oh, yeah.
1: She's like, You yeah. ever seen an implant scar? Well, you're going <laughs> to. And she she pulls her shirt to the side and then goes, Psych, it's going to cost you. Uh,
0: right, everybody. That is me. Don't you <laughs> that is me. That's no, I'm not great... saying that would be me. I'm saying that's who I am.
1: Of course. Don't you think, real quick, there is something to, and I think this is my comic brain, where I'm like, and this is how I think now. If you're going to like if Trump is going to say person, woman, man, camera TV and brag about a dementia test, whatever that and and spend as much time like and do the things that he's gonna do and and not And own it, then, and it's silly, and where I think the masses can regard it as like, if someone's gonna do something, if I'm gonna dress up, if I'm gonna wear just a condom and walk down Hollywood Boulevard, and try to act like I'm on par with from your mom, from my mom, (laughs) my boy, it's the one I gave him. That's all she would say. She wouldn't say that I should stop and that I could be arrested. She'd be like, "That was I gave him that." And he's using you it for good. You
0: always wear a gift. When she comes over, you got to put on the gift. It's like wearing the Christmas sweater. You got to roll on that condom. Oh, and my just God. tell her you're wearing it.
1: That's so funny, by the way, that I may need to add to the bit of, like, she. No, please. Like, it's the mom thing where you're like, you need to kind of give her the uh, satisfaction that the gift went to good use. And, so of course, like, I
0: have to wear it when
1: she comes over. <laughs> I have to tell her when I put it on. You know, tell her how much the girl enjoy. you know. But so, if I walk on Hollywood Boulevard and and act like I'm on par with the characters on Boulevard and try to take pictures with people, people should get to make fun of what I'm doing. So when I see someone boldly, bravely making out viciously, aggressively yeah. on the third day of school, to me, I'm like, that's that's hunting seat. You're open for of course, right? So that's how I viewed
0: that. And uh, and also, and, I but I mean, like that. That's what's so great about investigating thinking is like he you were jealous you know what i mean like yeah. what is both sides of it like, what's percent. going on yeah of course you were jealous get a room i would have loved to get a room he should have looked get at me look-
1: and been like this or grabbed her butt and looked at me and been like you don't yeah. get to do that yeah and then i no. is anyone
0: in your mom's room right now? <laughs> that seems high school <laughs> what about your your room kid
1: oh dude it seems
0: the- empty because <laughs> you're here Maybe we'll do it in your room. If you see two mummies making out, you go, get a tomb. Okay. Oh, Oh. whoa, dude. If you see two Kevin Jameses making out, you go, get a, here comes the boom.
1: (laughs) Wait, if you see two, uh, wait, I see this. I need to fucking say it. If you see two uh, comics working out material, uh uh in the mirror you go dude get a zoom oh there it is zoom show yeah yeah
0: yeah get a zoom or you just see two people talking without face masks in public get a zoom (laughs) yeah get a zoom (laughs) or Or you see a guy in hell (laughs) with a gun shooting demons you go get a doom (laughs) (laughs) or you (laughs) say. When you see people picking up the uh,
1: lint off their uh, hardwood floors. You go, get a room, buh. I like it. You got to hit that buh hard, though. Otherwise, Micah <laughs> Stick- D'Annunzio is going to go,
0: fuck you, Ray. <laughs> Stick the buh. You know what else you should be Stick grateful for is in high school, you get the fun of being mad at somebody. I know. And he says, get a room. Like, like, really check in with yourself. I know. Don't you love it? Don't you love that you get to say to your girlfriend too, probably later? And that guy says, get a room for yeah. me. Like, you <laughs> but, love it. By you the way, you love it. Accurate voice
1: for not knowing yeah. or hearing Micah Denunzio. Let's be honest. I
0: know, I know the D'Annunzio's. <laughs> I went oh. to school with Scotty D'Annunzio. <laughs> always making out in the hallway always also don't make out at the six point intersection of your high school it's like making out on nbc go into the hallway that's that stars go into the hallway that's quibby go to the quibby hallway
1: (coughs) pete you're a goddamn gem you're a hero you're a savant you're one of my favorite people and you know what you're most people's favorite person and um, uh
0: that's very sweet
1: and i uh i just i'm I'm uh honored to call you a friend and to be able to yeah, do man. these and laugh and you feel you made you just made my weekend i I know and guess what and now if I go back to my sh- shower when I go back to my shower, this could be it for bathing for me but when i when i <laughs> when I shower again and request Hootie, if Alexa is defiant again you know like this now this you need these highsmen especially now to carry you through and I'm always like i probably sometimes greedy when I get a good set or a good feeling from an audition. I try to take that high as long as I can, yeah, and sometimes yeah. you can't control when it's gonna stop, but I try to ride that fucking you know, I try to feel that yeah of going down splash Mountain as long as possible because yeah, yeah. uh 'cause man in life and then you know, I feel like this business, especially it's all I know the highs and lows are just so abrasive so uh yeah. man stuff like this is really special and it's i'm me me.
0: yeah man I, I i you could tell i mean if you want more uh proof of it i lit up so much i always love talking to you i always yeah, love man. seeing you and i'm sure we will see each other soon yeah but thank you for suggesting this i'm glad to call you a friend too and this was so good i i've been I so little house on the prairie yeah. i'm just like Wait a minute. I think I love talking to Adam. I love talking to comedians. I love yeah. riffing around. Well, you're
1: still podcasting, what? right? I mean, you're, yeah, you made it weird. I, my podcast. Still,
0: yeah. That's right. Yep. Check it out. If, if you haven't listened to Adam's episode, it's great. Um, listen to Brad's episode. Is this oh, yeah. No More Brad? No, no More, more Brad? Brad. We're
1: sans dwarf. Yeah. He's a, a father as well and <laughs> and uh, and crushing it. And, you know, we did 500 plus eps and and yeah. a lot, you know, a lot. It was maybe almost six years and just a lot of uh, a lot goes into it. And I, I think he just wanted to go, I'm going to be a comic and I'm going to be a dad and I'm going to make those my, uh, my focuses. And so, uh, you know, so I, that being said, I will be auditioning, uh, new, new, new dwarves. Uh, I don't know when, (laughs) probably 2021. Um, you would, some would argue now is the time to do it. Um, but, uh, you know, I, uh, I don't have, uh, you know, I don't live near a forest so it's one of those things where you have to
0: <laughs> i don't live near a forest. Okay. All right
1: easy joke brad loves it we made fun
0: I, the first time i said we to brad, had a long conversation about how easy little people jokes are yeah and that's uh, not yours i'm just saying like <laughs> anyone can do it that's oh, yeah. what makes it so and
1: brad is is First of all, brilliant, and I know this is from day one of becoming friends with him, of putting it, of making the jokes first to make you comfortable. But he also, yeah. being a, a, a great comic and, and just a funny individual, will give it up if you, if you make a good joke. So it's almost like, don't just fucking throw it at, like, you know, when we would be potting and I would, there was an opportunity, I would say one. If it got him laughing and he piggybacked on it, I knew it was good. If it happened and yeah. we moved on, You know it's 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 neither here nor there not bad not good just whatever but but uh he still appreciates the uh the joke of it which is which you have to yeah
0: no he's so fun he's so fun
1: um well uh enjoy the rest of your day i don't choke yeah man What is
0: that i had a little lint in my mouth i don't know where it came from get a room buh (laughs) still works still works
1: Dude, I hope we're better coming out of this. I think, you know, to still acknowledge those jokes, but still, because I, you know, I, and there's so much more comedy talk, and, and we'll do it, we'll do this again. But the, you know, uh, this type of stuff, too, keeps your mind sharp. And, you know, to not be, I don't know if you're writing as, uh, you know, feverishly as you were when we were not in this, but uh, the potting and the, this yeah. stuff, it helps no, to don't. just, right? It helps to keep your, your sensibility. Use it or uh, lose it, baby. Yeah, there it is.
0: I always get a little sad when I write down a premise, because I'm like, what do I put this in a bottle and throw it into the ocean? <laughs> like, who is this for?
1: <laughs> Who's going to find this? Uh, fucking Tony Robbins? I don't wow. know, dude. Baskin on Robbins? My, on one
0: of my one of my power walks, I found a bottle with a joke. It says, if you see two mummies making out, say, so get it to them. Ah, ha
1: never attempted never seen a tony robbins impression only seen the doc spot on dude
0: (laughs) spot on
1: because he has a big talk about a guy that when he laughs you feel like he's put a curse on your family and when he breaks you down to cry you feel like you owe him money and you do yeah yeah and you do and you 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 do. do Yeah, and you do, and he, and he, yeah, he's taking your debit card out of your back pocket as you're weeping. Yeah. But um, <laughs> OT oh, <gee>, Robs. <laughs> uh, all right, Pete. Enjoy the uh, weekend. Uh, comedy, sex, God, wherever books yeah, are book. sold.
0: That would and, mean a uh, lot of people check that out.
1: You made it weird. And PeteHolmes.com for uh, specials and and uh, and all the jazz. Yeah, right
0: there, you go. There you go. Go, go read
1: dumb. binge watch Crashing. This is the time. I'm sure you're getting those messages, right?
0: Well, that's, that is something I should be promoting more is because I know people are looking for things to watch, and yep. boy, did we work hard on that show, and I'm proud what of it. You so it's on it. HBO Max. Yep. Thanks, man. It's so good. I, my, I got that. my.
1: I probably told you this last time we potted, but um, I got my uh, my mom into it, and she binged. She binge-watches a show if she loves it, and she's very picky, dude, and she went right through it, dude. Hey, oh, she's got a front-row seat to this world, but, dude, she just fucking, I mean uh called me after every episode to because i was just like it was also because it was so close to home that she yeah. wanted to talk about it and uh
0: that was one I, of, I this sounds a little pretentious but i was like i wanted to make a show that helped parents of comedians yeah. and helped friends of comedians and just helped our species help them be understood a little bit more that's i always had that ready to say when i met seinfeld i can't remember if i said this to him i think probably i did um but he uh anything I, when he made comedian the documentary i was like yeah. thanks for making it easier for people to understand what we do so i'm glad that that had that effect on yeah. you i really so am.
1: good um all right buddy
0: okay thanks Sad for it, having man. me thanks pd can i just can i just quit i think I you just quit? quit right yeah
1: yeah gage says you're good Okay? Bye,
0: guys. Thanks, buddy. Bill Gates. Wow, can't believe it. (laughs) (laughs) Who's Q? (laughs) I'm making it, damn it. Seeking the truth never gets old.